This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app for the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked on Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. White Sox! White Sox! Go! 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 go. Call your sons! Call your dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know? Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter. It is at EcknerWall23. Chris Tannehill at Chris Tannehill and our show is locked on socks on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube go there right now and subscribe. Maybe hit the notifications bell as we will be dropping videos there from time to time. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, it's 312-566-8727. Without any further ado, and if you want to go the old school way, I think our guy, Uncle Pete sent us an old school email. Oh, he sent both. He covered all his bases this oh, week. Oh, did he did he did one on the oh phone oh Uncle too? Pete oh Uncle Pete checked in. I haven't checked. Yeah. Oh, oh he, yeah, he sent a he sent a, a nice right. email. <laughs> all right, we'll save that. We'll save that for Monday then. All right, yeah, you can you can do it both ways. So you can do the voicemail or the old locked on socks at gmail dot com. And my clarion call to the listeners to send us voicemails it worked like a charm because oh boy. We got a bunch of them this week, and we'll get to a couple of them in this episode here. But it is episode 193 of Locked on White Sox. We've got uh, just a devastating injury from from the White Sox, and Mm. we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the backup catcher position here a little bit. It's starting to have some clarity, and uh, we'll go over the results of our 108 tourney debut from last night. And as guests, as we sit here, Recording this on Friday night, it's Locked on Sox after dark. Uh, the Sox are playing right now. They're playing against the Mariners, and uh, the Sox are winning 5-2 to two at this point. But uh, this game's blacked out uh, because course, you know, it's such a good product. Like you know, you, Why wouldn't you pay for MLB.TV when you could see the White Sox at one time during the spring? Cause hey, this <laughs> fake game, we're not going to let you local people watch it. We're going to give it to Cincinnati, though. Oh, yeah. They can watch it all. They can all they can consume yeah awesome. exactly so uh speaking of cincinnati we may have some news i think we'll talk about that on monday's show though about a potential road trip uh, i don't even think i talked to you about it but we'll talk about that uh, in the next episode yeah 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 all right uh some quick socks news and notes here we're we're really at the point of spring training where it's really becoming a drag and it's at the point where you know guys are going to do what they're going to do they're in the routine you know they're working on their fundamentals and situational hitting sure but Really, it's becoming a drag, I think, for everyone at this point. I think we've hit the wall with our coverage, and we haven't even talked about a lot of the things that are happening. We sort of you know, gave you the bullet points of the biggest storylines this spring and told you what we feel about those things. But over the past week or so, we've just been kind of having fun and doing other stuff on the show. But we're kind of winding down here a little bit and just trying to help the Sox avoid injuries here in the spring, And which brings us to our first uh, brief bullet point here but uh sad news for one of our guys the mm-hmm. fake mlb the show 2021 cover boy uh jimmy cordero uh, down with tommy john surgery he had the surgery 
I believe today with Dr. James Andrews down in Florida. And I don't know where he would have fit in with this bullpen. It's it's very deep, but uh, it's just you, you never like to see that. And, you know, he made 30 appearances in 2020. And, you know, for those of you guys who listened to the show last year, we talked about we made we made light of Rick Renteria was going to have him out there no matter what. He seemed like he was out there every day. He was out there half the time. And sadly, uh, he, he made one appearance here in the spring. And then next thing you know, he's uh, slated for Tommy John. Just very unfortunate for our guy, Jimmy Guns. Yeah, guys, don't blame us as we put him on the MLB The Show 21. <laughs> Jay already that- did. Jay's blaming <laughs> us. He calls it the MLB The Show 2021 fake cover jinx. So we, we won't do that ever again. <laughs> That's Zawaski? <laughs> no, no, our, our other guy, Jay. The, the guy, oh, okay. The, the, Jay Jay who actually, the, the guy, Jay, who actually listens to this show. Yeah, <laughs> Not like our teammate, quote-unquote, Jay Zawaski. But, yeah, sorry, we won't do that ever again, even though it was a good Jinxed bit. Him. It's a good bit, yeah. Yeah, it's sad. I mean – like you said, maybe he would have had a minor role in this. And I think when we were discussing the bullpen, we said his name in passing as a guy that had a great year in 2019 and 2020 was more exposed and used a lot. Ricky loved him and the guns were uh, blazing, but he has to put him away. You know, um, he's not very happy. His second amendment rights are going to be taken away from him for a year, but it's better for him to go on the shelf now when the White Sox have this devastatingly great bullpen where he probably wouldn't get a lot of work and get your arm right for the year after. So good luck to Jimmy Cordero. Good luck to the recovery and rehab session. But the White Sox are not really affected by his injury uh, as somebody would if you had a guy that pitched 30 games or half the games that you played the year before, you'd be like, man, that guy's gone. Man, we're, we're really in trouble. We're fine. Yeah, uh, we hope a speedy recovery, and let's, let's go out and get uh, Jimmy Cordero a ring this year. How about that? I, th- I think he'll, he'll settle Does for he that. get one? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, he gets one. He's, I mean, do you have to? Well, well I mean, I they'll guess get, they'll if you're, give on, him the, one. If you're on, the, on the IL, you're still on yeah, the team. on the roster, technically. Yeah, they, they, He's going to get paid. They give everyone one. If they if everyone that's in the organization, they'll, he'll get a ring if the Sox get there. Um, uh, next item here, Zach Collins is separating himself a bit. In the backup catcher spot slash the DH spot, and for when they service time game, uh, Andrew Vaughn, um, three ninety one. He's hitting three ninety one on base, five seventeen, slugging five twenty two. Good for a ten thirty nine OPS. Pretty good spring so far from Zach Collins. You know we haven't seen him live a lot uh, when, when they've been playing because the odd game times and not every game is televised. But it, you know. I think as we sit here today, March 19th, you guys are listening most likely to this on Saturday morning, March 20th, it looks like Zach Collins is going to be the number two. Now, I I think we all felt like that was going to be the case. He was going to have a spot because of the DH situation and the backup catcher's slot. But I guess now the question is, do the Sox go on and and bother carrying three catchers and accommodate uh, three guys here? So then you're talking about, is it your mean or is it – uh, Lucroy. So I don't know where they go with this here. How do you think this is going to play out? It just certainly seems like Zach Collins has really uh, done himself, uh, you know, the best he could do by having the best possible spring so far for him. There's multiple things working in his factor. I mean, into his favor. He's a top 10 draft pick by the White Sox. They want him to succeed. This is the player that we expected, maybe not to this extent, but the unbased champion and with a little pop. 
and he catches and you said it right there. They're probably going to be doing games with Andrew Vaughn, even though he's hitting in spring. So although there was probably have him on the team, there was that report. I think it was MLB trade rumors. And this is a big topic that I think we're going to get into maybe before the season starts here, because I think once the season gets underway, we won't talk about it as much, but there was a little bit of worry from us about a Lucas Giolito extension and being in the Lucas Giolito window. But I believe I saw a report from MLB trade rumors saying that uh, the Sox are trying to work out an extension with Lucas Giolito. And then I believe I saw James Fox tweet that he believes possibly that they're going to try to work on an, uh, an extension for Andrew Vaughn. Or not maybe Andrew Vaughn specifically, he didn't say that, but it was in response to the Giolito piece, and he said, I think this is going to happen, you know, with some other guys as well. So we know, like, you know, excuse me for, like, misquoting James Fox there, but we this has been a storyline we've been talking about for a while. So, yeah. you know, this this is what the Sox do uh, to their credit, and, you know, it, it's, it's a way to sort of get in the good graces and not deal with a messy Chris Bryant scenario. So we don't know for sure that they're going to game him. They game Nick Madrigal. Um, so that is, yeah, Yeah. they didn't need to, and they sort of broke form with that, but yeah, so I just wanted to put that out there while we're having the, the, the conversation for context sake there. So, yeah. And the being a left-handed hitter also works in his favor. They don't have a lot of power lefty bats coming off the bench. I don't think they have any. And so if he is either the backup catcher or the third catcher or backup first baseman, the backup DH, or starting DH, it's really good. It works out. He came into camp in shape. He said he had changed his swing plane, and he had gone back to the 2019 of Zach Collins. And so we've seen it. Spring games really don't mean a lot, but the results are pretty favorable. I would say that there would be no way that the White Sox would put him down into the alternate site for a month and then throw him to triple a after a great spring like what does that tell everybody else you can have the best spring you want these games don't matter to us we're just going to send you down to the alternate site in triple a even if you light the spring training on fire i think it's a good reward for somebody who's doing well in spring and then it shows all the rest of the people the rank and file down the line say hey man these guys are about promoting these guys are about giving um, a reward for good hard work and good results. So good good job by Zach Collins. I would have won him in the AAA for a whole season because you get more consistent in bats and then you develop a little bit more. But if he's going to be getting maybe two, three games a week playing, that works. That works. I'll, I'll, I'll settle for that. We know Zach Collins is probably not long for this team as Yasmani is already on the team for at least three more years. But if he can be a contributor to a World Series contender or World Series champion, that'll be the most valuable uh, thing he can do in his major league career. Absolutely. And don't tell uh, guys like Zach Collins that these games don't matter. Like, I think playing live baseball in games, something that Zach Collins didn't get to do a lot in 2020, I think that's that's done him a, a world of good here just to get out there and compete, man, because it's it was so tough, the situation for guys like him last year, but going back and forth from Chicago to the alternate site. So it's good to see him succeed with consistent playing time he's been out there pretty much every time that we've seen the socks on or they've been playing he's been given every opportunity so he's taking full advantage of it uh lastly here before we get to uh the next segment 
why is Billy Hamilton uh, why, why why do they sign him to a contract? I see what they're doing. I, I, I just guess. don't know. I don't know where he. Fits. I mean, I don't know how many. Is there twenty six or twenty eight people on the active roster? At twenty eight to start the season, right? Yeah, I believe so. So, uh, defensive replacement slash guy who can steal late in a ball game if you need just one run to be manufactured and you don't want to bunt. This screams Tony Larusa. Tony, yeah, yeah. So, if he wants it. Give him some things. Give him things like this. Billy Hamilton, it'll be negligible. No one really will be arguing too much about the 27th, 28th man on the team. I guess so. He can't hit a lick. He's never has. <laughs> and he's on the team just for his speed profile. He did this, I think, last year with the Cubs. He's been well-traveled. I know he was a big-time high prospect for the Cincinnati Reds, but he hasn't developed a hit game at all. So, if he's just that defensive replacement for Aloy, defensive replacement for Adam Eaton, that'd be weird. Um, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem. It's, it's I don't worse. have a problem with it. But yeah, because they they did acquire uh, Gerard Dyson when he switched dugouts from uh, the Pirates to the White Sox <laughs> during that series there. So like, was it during the no hitter series too? Yeah, or yeah. was that in Pittsburgh? No, one? I think it was. I think it was during the no hitter series. Yeah, it was so weird. Like they did the the thing where like, oh, just have them switch dugouts. Like whenever there's a player in the other team you want to trade for, that's I believe that's what they did. Like, so like Moneyball, I think uh, Ricardo <laughs> Rincon did that. Wow, look Moneyball. at that. There you go. So yeah, so Billy Hamilton uh, signed a contract with the White Sox. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but certainly could still steal a bag for you. Um, coming up in the next segment here, we're going to take you behind the scenes of all the action of Thursday's first round, the play-in round of the 108 tourney. Stay right here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football's over, yes, but NBA, NHL, MLB Futures, and college hoops. They're all in full swing Herb, what are you looking at? Tournament time's always big. You're gonna. There's a lot of money to be made during the tournament. A lot of money to be lost too. Uh, anything you're looking at here as the tournament gets underway this week? Yeah, with my line, I playing this uh, past Sunday. They played for the Big Ten Championship, and I saw a team that I like. You know, I won't bet on the line. I which you can here in Illinois if you really want to on betonline.ag they're an offshore site so you want to bet a versus the versus the Illini and have them go all the way to the final four or cutting down the nets do it but i saw the other team i want to vote for or i want to put my money behind and that's the ohio state buckeyes so i'm going to betonline.ag and putting all my money on the good value you can get right now on the ohio state buckeyes even in their first round matchup versus oral roberts or to go all the way to the Final Four, or to cut down the nets. It's all in the same place. It's in Indianapolis this year, so there's no travel. So I think Ohio State and Big Ten teams especially have a distinct advantage being in the facilities and being in the area for the last week plus. Interesting. So you can bet on anything you want practically on betonline.ag, including award shows, TV shows, and reality TV and these odds are updated in real time. There's props on almost anything you can imagine. They've got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets. And best of all, it's free to sign up. So head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus 
on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and don't forget our promo code locked on at betonline.ag. This episode of Locked On White Sox is brought to you by Locker Room. Welcome aboard, Locker Room. They're one of our new friends, new sponsors on the show. Locker Room is the live audio only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use. You can talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders all in real time. They're perfect if you're going to do a watch party, a debate, a post-game breakdown, or just maybe reacting to the big news of the day. I'm hoping Herb and I will get to get down with the Locker Room app during the regular season, and you guys can interact with us on there, and then maybe even we'll share some of our interactions right here on Locked On White Sox. So all you have to do is download the Locker Room app, and best of all, it's free in the iOS App Store. All you do is create a profile, link it to your Twitter account, and then join your preferred league. And don't forget, folks, we want those takes spicy on the Locker Room app, okay? Download the Locker Room app in the iOS App Store today. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So what an event this was. The 108 tourney kicked off, tipped off, you should say, uh, on Thursday. And there was was many rounds. uh, There was play-ins. We talked about it ad nauseum. And the last show we did about the the odd seedings and how we were in the uh, White Sox Dave region and how we had to do a play in with two other opponents, each of us in our own bracket in our own first round, the preliminary, if you will. And uh, this brings us a great opportunity here to dive into our first uh, voicemail on the show here now. Pete Hand wasn't the first one to send us a voicemail, but he was in there early. Our guy, Mike Victor, of course, was our first one to send us a voicemail. So thank you, Mike. We just don't have time to play it today, but he just wanted to wish us well, an attorney. But here's uh, Mr. Hand here checking in. Aloha. It's your favorite friend with questionable character. Aloha, Mr. Hand. I have a beef with you, Mr. Tannehill. I am the one who made gas money when I won on gas money back at <laughs> Soxfest in 2012. Always remember that. Yeah, okay. So I'm so sorry, Mr. Hand, uh, for for forgetting your appearance on on Gas Money. Um, You know, Pete Hand was on there when uh, Susanna Collins was a host on on Gas Money. So he's like way back. Good job, Pete Hand. Uh, Yeah, excellent. All right. So and then, you know, we talked a lot about My Sock Summer and how he was – you know, uh, skewing votes against me, and he was rooting for Gas Money Bob to win. And uh, My Sox Summer chimed in with some thoughts uh, on the voicemail as well. Fellas, it's your guy, My Sox Summer. First, I want to thank you for all the love you gave the 108 tourney. It's awesome when people enjoy your thing as much as you do. But a few things. When talking about your personal matchups, Herb was awesome. He pulled no punches. But Chris Tannehill, Tanny, I was happy to see you stop kissing Big Cat's ass long enough to name drop Tim Anderson and Frank Thomas when discussing your matchup. Oh, they follow you? Good to know. Get that tweet, it's shush. I also appreciate the endorsement of my guy, Lisa's Brickhouse's very own John Shank. Yeah, Tanny, we're both from the mean streets of Sterling, Illinois. I do not, however, appreciate you talking crap about my hometown. What kind of monster are you? Good luck on Thursday, and I'll be pulling for Herb and Gas Money Bob. My Sox Summer, out. 
you know, it's funny though how things change very quickly uh, in the world because it was no more than like 48 hours later after he sent that message, he was chastising our guy John Shank for supporting me in the tourney, uh, calling him, I think it was an ass kisser or something like that, or you know, whatever it is. Like Sterling on Sterling hate? Come on now. I you can't have that in the streets. I know. Like, who are you, my sock summer? The minister of propaganda. Um, you know, so, and by the way, how insecure is that? Like, I didn't even say anything bad about Sterling. I just say there's, like, no reason for me to be there. I don't know anyone there. Like, you know, it's, it's far. <laughs> yeah, it's far, dude. <laughs> but now, John Shank was so good about uh, about supporting uh, me in the 108 tourney, so I, I may have to go down there or up there or over there. I have no idea where it is, actually. Um, We're so. going to see John, and then, John, I know you're listening, Pittsburgh, June. Be there. Hopefully, he, see you again. He's been kind of quiet on that, you know, with the new gig. Nope. I, I don't know. Yeah, nope, we're, we're John, making. We're gonna, you're going. We're making. Take it him, off already. We're going to take him hostage and bring him over there. That'd be great. Yep. Uh, yeah. So that's my sock summer being super insecure. Uh, and uh, we'll tell you how that worked out for him uh, rooting against me and, and using his power in the committee uh, against your boy here. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, tell you how that worked out for him. Spoiler alert, did not very well. All right. Uh, so one of the favorite things I saw was uh, at Burly Cat on, on Twitter. Um, King Nam, the cameo started, started flooding in uh, for the 108 tourney. People started having celebrities endorse them which has become a popular thing and it's one of my favorite parts about the 108 tourney and king nam aka at burly cat got joe ganiscoli who played Vito on the sopranos to give him a, an endorsement oh what the fuck is up white socks twitter <laughs> it's joey g joe ganiscoli Vito from the sopranos how the fuck are you listen to me I want you to get out and cast your votes in a 108 tourney, tourney <laughs> for Pockets and King Nam. They're fucking royalty and they deserve all your fucking votes. You hear what I'm telling you? <laughs> that, that was just extremely well played. I was blown away when I saw that celebrity cameo. And apparently, I didn't know at the time, but that's a thing. The celebrity cameos for the 108 tourney. Yeah. I mean... It's really good uh, use of money if you use your uh, money. They pulled to together, get a obviously. Person. Pockets and King Nam seemed like they pulled together, to which, get a which was which they're was married, smart. Yeah. By the way, oh okay, yeah, they're married. Um, and King Nam, if you guys don't know, is the guy who eats like hot dogs like a champion. Like he eats <laughs> ten to twelve hot dogs like it's nothing. And I was telling him like I had a hot dog yesterday, and I was like, delicious. I'm full. I can't, you know, as, even as a big guy, I can't eat a lot of food at one sitting. He is my hero. And then, even, I mean, he's big, but he's not like big, big, where he's like, oh, you better stop eating all that sodium. I'm like, man, <laughs> and when I met him last year at Reggie's, I was like, I was expecting more. You're a little skinny guy. Well, be, like, uh, I was be, like, you're, you're too nice, Herb. Come on. Being married will do that to you. Can't kind of keep you in check a little bit. But yeah, I had no idea. Uh, that he was such a huge Sopranos fan, so I hit him with the follow. And also, it was a, uh, it's just a big week uh, for him. I, I think he advanced, and um, a lot of interesting matchups here. And let's go over your matchup first, Herb, before we get let's to some of the salacious uh, things that happened on the One Hundred Eight Podcast last night. Uh, you matched up against Sean Anderson and Rob Hart, my guy. Uh, Rob Hart, by the way. Um, just, just a champ today. He, on, on his morning, uh, 
uh, news and weather report on WBBM, he said it was 40 degrees with the wind chill because of the wind, which I thought was great to clarify that, uh, how the wind chill operates. So that was very helpful. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rob Hart. Right now we have 37 degrees at O'Hare under mostly sunny skies and east wind at 17 miles an hour, gusting to 24. A wind chill of 27 because of the wind. You... That's professional. Yeah, he's a professional like that. Um, you smoked your competition, Herb, so congratulations. The final tallies for uh, the uh, the White Sox-Dave region playing around with Herb, Sean Anderson, and Rob Hart. Herb with 76% of the votes, and Sean Anderson and Rob Hart each at 12%, despite a really, really valiant effort by Sean Anderson. Sean Anderson has the best content on the 108 tourney, bar none. The man made this character. He, I was telling him today, I was like, how did you come up with Coach Dave's character? He's like, I did this back in college. I think he went to St. Xavier University, and his friend helped him film it, and just brilliant. If you haven't checked out what he did for the 108 tournament, go to Sean Anderson. I think his Twitter is Sean underscore W underscore Anderson, and just brilliant films of him as Coach Dave, and just hilarious Southside guy. Um, I was devastated. I thought that might have put him over because good content will sway the votes. And, you know, I'm a polarizing cat. So people, some people don't like me and that's fine. Some people love me. But if I was voting as a person that didn't know either of us, I would have voted for Sean Anderson there because he had top notch uh, production, but I got help in this regard because somebody likes me. And he happens to do the show with me here on Locked on Socks. And Chris Tannehill pulled a portion of this very show you're listening to right now where I was pretty much campaigning for myself. And I said, fuck Sean Anderson. Well, I didn't say that <laughs> specifically. Yes, I said, <laughs> I said, Sean Anderson, fuck that. Don't vote for him. Okay. Vote for me. And Chris made a whole like campaign slogan with all the placards and the things, the the lawn things. Lawn you signs, put in, yeah. Yeah, lawn signs. And that put me over. I was uh, very happy. The 76% overwhelming. I was expecting maybe to get 45% and a great, a great victory over those two guys. But you guys did a great job of voting for me in excess. Thank you very much. I got another matchup coming up. We'll talk about yeah. that a little later. But let's get mm-hmm. to Chris Tannehill's, oh, my God, harrowing. Oh, my God, dude. Battle. So, I, ooh, this one was a thing. It was the game or the tournament game of the 108 yeah. so far there will not be a better one which is why it's unfortunate it happened you know as a preliminary but yeah I, we tried to show out for you and vote just like how you did for me and you her you little stinker uh i went back in your twitter timeline today i forgot what i was looking for i was looking for the results maybe and i saw all the times that you were telling people to vote for me without adding me so i wouldn't see it you silly oh, goose. No, I, so thank you for doing that. Well, I didn't not because I don't want to add you. I just don't want all the traffic, you know. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Twitter. All right. You know, you tag people. Sometimes they get all the garbage that they don't want to see. So, yeah, I was just trying to speak to the people that follow me and say, hey, just vote for the man. He's he's very talented. He's the most talented person that's in this tournament. Oh, stop. And that's bar none. Oh, stop. Uh, so. Yeah, so I beat Gas Money Bob, so it, it's what it is. Um, even though we were yeah, but you're saying it like you're saying it weird. Well, yeah, you beat Gas Money Bob. That's like burying the lead. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Big so, time. So f- we each had forty three percent of the vote, and 
people are like, it's a tie, but my name was the one highlighted when you look at the poll. So obviously I got, you know, who knows, like a handful more votes, even though uh, you got 43.2. Oh, he got 42.6. Oh, okay. I didn't even know. I didn't even know the advanced metrics. They just round up on Twitter. You are the the metrics guy of the show now. Congratulations. I Um, I love math. Everybody knows that. (laughs) So even though despite things working against me, like my sock summer uh, telling people to vote against me, adding barstool chicago like hey hey at barstool chicago why don't you vote for you know show support for gas money bob and apparently they didn't and we'll get to that in a second um but yeah it was just uh, it was that and it was many other things working against you know in in my favor as well as me not doing myself any favors because i went on the score Oh, yeah, it was Maggie Hendricks who said she, quote, accidentally voted for Gas Money Bob instead of me, and she was really sorry. So if I lost by one vote, which I almost did, um, um, it was it would, Those, it would, it would be her fault. You guys had the most votes. Like 3,000-plus <laughs> people voted for you guys in that tournament. And you went against the birthday boy, Scott Merkin, who runs for MLB.com. <laughs> I know. You killed that guy. But, but I know. also, he- you're bearing the lead. You're not getting to it, Tanny. You were down. You were down big. Like, percentage points you're down like six percentage points like in the middle of the afternoon there's like six hours left right yeah and then we took it to the airways baby yeah radio then, is not dead son yeah and so yeah you were i was like man it's tough because i know the feeling to lose the gas money bob last I year i was i was hopeless uh, the with the strength of the stoolies gas money bob murdered me it was 70 to 30 it was over you i was like hey it's been real tanny i know i'm gonna make it but uh, sorry, you can't make it. But, I I had no doubt. But the folks behind us on Locked On Socks and Socks Twitter rallied yes. and got Tanny over. And then Tanny went on the radio. Tell them what you happened. Tanny. Well, so there was a there was a big in house debate on whether or not Danny Parkin should officially endorse me because Danny's pretty polarizing. He's like yourself. Uh, you know, he's got a good following, and you know, it's he's good. You know. Smart guy, hard worker, good radio personality. Sorry, great. He'll go back and say, why did I only say he was good? It's great radio personality. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> uh, you only think I'm good? Not great? Uh, uh, do you think Carm's better than me? He's great. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh. uh, do you think Tom Waddle's better than me? It's great. Uh, Sylvie? Yeah. So, love Danny Parkins, obviously. So, we have the debate. Like He, he was so kind to me. He said, I want to make sure that I'm not going to hurt your votes uh, by endorsing you. Because he was worried about his polarizing effect and people saying, oh, I hate Danny Parkins. What Whatever he's going for, I'm against. So we had to talk about that, and you know we're score family, family first. Hashtag Adam LaRoche, and so we decided that Danny, I'd appreciate your endorsement. Throw it behind me, and I would I would love to accept that endorsement, no matter what. Because at the end of the day, win or lose, we're, we're a score family. You know tomorrow, all right. So he threw his endorsement. What really helped me was Matt Spiegel's endorsement, uh, who like at the zero hour threw on something very nice about uh, myself and the show. And I think that really helped put me over the top. But I went on the radio and I made an ass of myself because I was trying to throw some free publicity to the 108 guys because that's what it's all about. And I forgot to mention who's probably my favorite guy out of all of them, the guy who never has given me any problems. It was, of course, Cherizi. I forgot to mention him. You know that you do that thing where you're trying to you know list a list of people and in your mind, you're like time, you're man. like you're like, man, I hope I don't forget someone here. You know what I mean? Like it's a thing that happens, and your mind gets clouded, and it's live radio, and I've been doing it for a long time, but still, like you know, when you're in the moment, it's easy, and you're looking at the clock because I'm you know making sure we're not going over time. Yeah, you, you even know? name like Wally Money, <laughs> I know, and Pete Hand, you're I never, naming the I never, auxiliary people. <laughs> 
I never. Teresa's like, man, I'm one of the founders. I don't think I've ever talked to Wally. Maybe once on social media, Uh, but yeah, it was funny that I mentioned him. But Pete Hand is—he's a champ right there. He's you know listens to the show and you know I love that guy also. So like Darren Brown's one of my favorites. (laughs) Exactly. Intern, I love him. Yeah, the one away B sides. You like uh, Miss Beef Loaf's great. I love this person. Quernsey's great. Oh man, there's no one else great though. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, but Cherizi who did such an amazing job moderating the 108 fest like i was really impressed you know i I had never spoken to him before that 108 fest other than online and he just did such a great job keeping every everything in check and reeling in the the those guys you know beef loaf and my sock summer who are just really wild and you'll hear that in a second here but i forgot to mention cherizi and someone snitched on me on the twitter.com and said that i forgot his name and i knew it as soon as i fired the break for the for the commercial i was like oh man i forgot cherizi i hope it doesn't get out i'm gonna have to like you know edit this <laughs> together <laughs> later so people think i said his name about to add his name in um after the fact but i forgot to mention him and i felt really bad about it and someone snitched on me but it was it was all good. Uh, so then, after I got my my win that my sock summer would did not want me to get, uh, I w- I deprived him the feeling of joy by beating Gas Money Bob, and they went on their podcast on Thursday night to recap the events. And again, you know the my matchup with Gas Money Bob and Scott Merkin was the headliner of that day. So they went on to talk about it, and we're going to do a little Mystery Science Theater 3000 and sort of pop in and out with the 108 podcast here. Here's uh, at From the 108 on their podcast on Thursday night. Let's talk about today's 108 tourney because it was it was quite the event. I mean, the I mean, I think we all know the Gas Money Bob and uh, <sighs> the other guy from Locked On Socks. That matchup. <laughs> Yes, was was really good. That Chris one Hill Shane, the right, out of the, right out of the gate. Listen, <laughs> you should you should be mad. Do you want to have your say your piece before I say mine, Cherizy? Because I Go think you it. should. Oh, you I said mine I'm already. Oh, you already said yours. How I'm disrespectful gonna... he was about to you. You, you know about what? this? Look, man, I'm not gonna take any disrespect. Like I, I don't. I you know, I appreciate that those guys were talking about us on the score. Mm-hmm. Me I too. think that's awesome. Yep. I love their show. I love that they did a a 108 tourney show. Mm-hmm. But the way it works with Cherizi is that I'm going to disrespect the shit out of him for like the rest of his life. Oh, man. <laughs> Damn. But I love Herbie. So, I mean, yeah. it's going to be. It's, I mean, there you go, Herbie. You have that going for you, which is polarizing, nice. man. Congrats. People love. There's no middle ground. You either love or hate her. <laughs> we continue. I, I to refer see. to Herbie in third person, too. Goes. I'm pretty sure we all love Herbie. It's just Tanny's the the oddball out there. Oddball. And, and like you know now, what? Who's that? Is that the white guy? <laughs> yeah, Tanny's the white guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's he's the white goofy guy. G- the goofy guy. That was really that was a low blow calling me a goofy out here in these streets. And you never like that's the weirdest thing in the world. Like you're the hated one in this in this matchup. Hey, it's kind of, that's weird. It's got to be one of us, man. Uh, that's just odd. We'll continue. Yeah, in Chicago, he, he makes goofy. really good drops, though. Like he's he's got good good got good sound skills. Oh, thanks. Like he makes everything sound pretty. Like I had never heard my voice sound so good when I was saying talking about my booty hole, and it was on like on a legit podcast. You know, this would be a lot easier if Chris Tannehill was a dickhead, and he's not. I know, and that's, that's he, the he's a very nice guy, and it's hard to keep up these things. Oh, but like that's great. he posted, I had tweeted about Gas Money Bob. Like 
I was like, oh, you, you got to throttle this guy. I want you to throttle him so bad, blah, blah, blah. And then he tweeted this, this gif of fucking uh, 50 Cent, that broke-ass motherfucker, <laughs> like, like smiling and laughing in the car and then driving off. Yeah, it was the gif from, you remember Entourage when 50 Cent was on there? And yeah, he, with he, Turtle. He, yeah, and he's peeling off. But it was the mm-hmm. gif that actually it had for some reason. I don't know who did this gif that way. But it was 50 peeling off with Bert from Bert and Ernie in the back seat. <laughs> it's one of my favorite gifts. It's a real. It's one you don't see often anymore. But That's I had, great. I had to search really hard to find it. So I guess he had never seen that one before. It's a very popular uh, gif. Uh, maybe I'm like just, lemonade. Yeah, exactly. It's a popular gif, and it still is. Here we go. And I wanted to be like, you beat a guy who is not doesn't have a blue check. Oh. Does not have a whole media collaborate, you know, or cl- uh, you know, a media fucking giant <laughs> conglomerate. Got Thank you. In yeah. the area that the tournament's going on, to like go out and like promote you, you know, and it's just like, it, 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 so the blue check mark envy. I, I'll never understand it. Um, you know, maybe we're on our high horses here, but that's the thing. People who, who aren't verified on Twitter, they kind of look at blue check marks. Like blue check mark is almost like a slur these days. Like they associate it with like the media elite. You know what I mean? Like it's really become a polarizing thing just to have that little blue check mark next to your name. We get it automatically because we work maybe, in the in the media. Maybe we got to tell our uh, people on Wednesday when we have the blue check mark meeting that we should. <laughs> Take it off. Yeah. I mean, we've already got the clout from the blue check mark. We don't need it anymore. We don't need the hate anymore. Yeah. We need to be a blue check mark like class and a symposium where we can come together and and uh, commiserate about how badly we've been treated as blue check mark people. All right, I'll bring that up to the leader next time we have our meeting. Uh, the leader is good. The leader is great. All right. So finally, there's a, a, a logical, great point made here on the podcast by, of course, it was Cherizy. It does happen. Well, but he's not a blue check. Well, I mean, like, and we don't really know who he is. Well, yeah, we, I we, know, we know who he is. <laughs> we know who he is, but the, the, I don't the, know if everybody knows. Yeah, the, the, the broader audience does not know. Who he but is. what I'm saying is, is it was such a minimal. He beat him by like, such a fine line, and Dude, the way but, you said I mean, it tonight, a, he, he's basically the, taking the, down the, a barstool guy in the first round, though. Yeah, that's, 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 that's tough to that's do. Something. Kind of, yeah. But and you as know much what? shade as I want to throw it, Kenny. It's a Didn't huge a good win. Retweet. It, it was a good it's win. A it was huge a huge win. win. I mean, like, you saw- my sock summer is just, you can talk him into anything. Like, teeth. like, he was like, so. Fucking guys. He was so against me. And then it, all it took is, like, what, hey, one fair point. It's like, oh, yeah, you're probably right. Like, <laughs> um, dude, gritted teeth, he's giving you credits. Like, that some bitch got a good win. Yeah. <laughs> there was a ton of Barstool guys. Wait, wait my sock summer, are you trying to debate if this is a, a good win? There were 39. No, it's a good, it's a good win. Poll? Thank you. Oh, yeah, no. It's a good win. Huge win. Yeah, yeah. That one. It was a of huge course win. it's a huge win. No, I'm just saying In- he should have beat him by more with all <laughs> wow. the resources he had. I feel like if Gas Money, Bob had those resources and they were exposed. And I, I'm not throwing shade directly at Eddie and White Sox Day for not retweeting Whoa. Gas Money, Bob's uh, Please Help Me um, you know, tweet. But I am kind of throwing a little shade at them because Whoa. I just saw yeah. that Chief and um, – and, and, um, uh, Carl Stark, retweeted, Mark Stark, and, and Dave and Eddie did not. So I know Eddie's a busy motherfucker. So I get it, Dave. I don't know, Dave. Dave maybe just dropped the ball there. So yeah, so now they're you know he's upset clearly because Barstool Chicago didn't like they weren't as active with, with you know retweeting Gas Money Bob, which you know last year you were on the receiving end of of being on the bad end of that. So this year I kind of I caught a break. You know my my sucking up to Big Cat clearly worked, and also. 
they happen to be recording. This is just pure luck here, and you know, and Gas Money Bob is a great opponent, and I and I love him. But I got lucky because they were recording an episode of Pardon My Take at the Barstool Chicago Studios while the tournament was going on. Mm, so that's it was just a really a perfect storm for me because no one is worried about the 108 tourney when you've got like camera crew, producers, you know, Big Cat and and PFT, and you know what I mean. Like, and plus the the Barstool Chicago guys who are great in their own right. So yeah. I, I really I caught a break right there. But it is what it is, you know. And I think that the beef between you and Mike Suck Summer I, it might have started with your beef between yourself and beef loaf. Yeah. But I think it is more because you guys are very similar. We are. I thought about love, those similarities. Love the socks. Love bobbleheads. We're bigger guys. We've bonded about a lot. The bobbleheads, yes. We both have sneaker game. Young daughters. Oh, he's a sneaker guy too? I think he's a sneaker guy too. Okay. I'm yeah. a I'm a reformed sneaker guy, but I still dabble here and there. We have young daughters and yeah, there, there are a lot of similarities. Maybe he thinks he's like, like there can only be one. Like Highlander, yeah, exactly. So but yeah, we, if there was another suburban black white Sox <laughs> Alina fan, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. That's my gig. <laughs> we gotta Dick. we gotta find one. <laughs> and get him on the show. Uh That's but, my but gig, Dick. But yeah, so we we've uh you know, after, you know, my Sox Summer woke up and realized that the sun still came up the next day and the 108 tourney was still a, a smashing success with people just gaining followers left and right and their brand awareness, you know, skyrocketed, you know, it, it's even bigger than it already was, which was pretty big to begin with. So once he realized that everything was still all well in the world, we had a nice little exchange on Twitter this morning and I think we can all move past it. But yeah, he was all he was doing was sticking up for his guy Beef Loaf when he thought his guy was slighted. And I, you know, we all could use some ride or die people like that in our life. I know you're you're like that with me and you know, but it's good to have people that are loyal. So, yeah, that that's that's them from uh that's the 108 guys from Thursday night and uh yeah, man, it was good to, to beat Gas Money Bob and beating a, a barstool guy. It was it was a tough order, but yo, six seventy the score, man. The, the score fam is real, and we're still you know we're 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 no chop liver here, and the and this media streets. All right, so I appreciate. Like you said radio's not dead. It's yeah. it, it's a powerful tool that people can still use, and people go to the radio still, especially sports talk radio. They'll never die. While your terrestrial radios, like the music stations, will transform and maybe die, will stay forever. And what I got to say, too, is that, yeah, it's the 108 and what they do over there. Like, we did the 108 Fest. We did the thing last year at Reggie's. We do this our third year with the 108 Tourney. Three guys. I mean, they have help, of course. You mentioned Wally and then uh, Pete Han and didn't mention Treasy. But three guys, Treasy E, Beef Loaf, and My Suck Summer. Treasy is clearly the guy that keeps it, keeps the order, though. Yeah, he's, <laughs> I think, like you. You're the calm, collected guy that is keeping the order. He's the one who does the the hosting, the, the emceeing, if you will. Yeah, Drive, the driver. Dishing. Yeah. yeah, and dishing to his brother, which is Beef Loaf, and My Suck Summer. Me, I'm the... My suck summer slash beef loaf, but I'm not talented as either of those two guys. <laughs> oh. But to have those guys at the 108 to do what they've done, and just three guys who have different jobs—they're not in our industry of you know broadcasting. So kudos to those guys for building this whole thing up, and including guys like me and yourself, all the people in the 108. It's and it might be a little thing. But I feel it's a huge thing. Like we're putting money into these things. We're 
meeting different White Sox fans. We're getting exposure for the 108. We're getting exposure for ourselves. It's a great thing that the 108 is doing. If you're not looking and following the blog, the podcast, any of the stuff, you should stop what you're doing right now. Just put this on pause. Yep. Go and follow those guys. Go and watch their videos on YouTube. Go and read some of the stuff. They're brilliant. I mean, Beefloaf, I think he works as an accountant as a day job. He cranks numbers. The stuff that they bring out are really, really innovative. It's good stuff. So check them out. The folks at 108, they're, they've been great friends of us. And, you know, we, we joke. We have this beef yeah. with them. But it's it's all friendly. It's all good. And we love the fact that they have included us in their things every time that they have a new thing with they've invited me on their three things i think you've been on some of their shows maybe nope and done a couple of their things so nope. it's fun yeah very absolutely, fun times. absolutely and i can't wait to see them in person again at the ballpark we'll take a quick time out we'll wrap this baby up and we'll preview the next big tournament matchup here on Locked on White Sox. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. We've been telling you guys about Built Bar. It's been on the market for a while now. It's the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. I just got my Built Bar package dropped off earlier this week. I ordered 24 of them, German chocolate cake, cookies and cream, mint brownie, and, of course, my favorite, the coconut. And it's funny because my partner, Herb Lawrence, they sent him a case of coconut because I think they're trolling him, to be honest with you. He's anti-coconut, so guess what? Guess who got Herb's surplus of coconut? That would be me, and I'm enjoying those at work. So go to BuiltBar.com right now. Get 15% off your next order when you use our promo code LOCKED15. And go to Built Bar on Twitter. That's Bar underscore Built on Twitter, and you can see who today's matchup is for Built Bar Madness. They're trying to figure out which Built Bar is the best. I have my favorites. I'll save that. For later. Remember, 15% off at builtbar.com with promo code LOCKED15. Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. If you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the podcast for you. Locked on MLB podcast hosted by minor league play-by-play voice. Aram Layton is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. From team-focused, farm system breakdowns, prospect rankings, and interviews with some of the brightest up-and-comers in the game, Locked on MLB Prospects is the best way to stay plugged in on the future of your favorite team. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Herb, the big matchup that everyone's talking about, the big tournament matchup, you know, the city is just buzzing about it. And we're talking, of course, Illinois versus Loyola. You got your Illini garb on. I got my Ramblers gear on right here. Uh, it, it's really a college basketball dream here real quick. They're, they're, they're facing off on Sunday. You know, we'll have the uh, recap. I know you're going out of town, but uh, I wish we could watch this game together. It's going to be a lot of fun. Just real quick, just Illinois Loyola. How psyched are you for this game? I mean, it's another game <laughs> for me. Um, I know I'm supposed to be Illinois versus uh, Chicago, a team from the big team versus the smaller team, the team with more recent success with Loyola, and they're going to give Illinois a challenge. A challenge, yeah. The game won't be close. Illinois, I don't think people understand how good Illinois is because they haven't been in the tournament in a while. They're on a different level than everybody else. Even 
the ninth ranked in Ken Palm Loyola Ramblers. They're on a different level. They went through the gauntlet of the Big Ten, and they won. Every game that they lost is teams that are in this tournament. Baylor, Missouri, Michigan State, well, not anymore. Ohio State, lost that one, not anymore. Rutgers, all in the tournament. Maryland, all in the tournament. And then the gauntlet they went through, they beat Ohio State twice. They beat Michigan. They beat Iowa. All these teams, they killed and beat them. And so Loyola is going to present a great challenge to Illinois. But at the end of the game, it's going to be a 10-plus point win for the Illini. They're on a different level. And that's no slight to Loyola. But I'm not going to be here on a false humble. (laughs) Illinois is great. Not good. Great. There's only a couple teams that could beat Illinois in this tournament, and Loyola is not one of them. There you go, Herb. Talk your shit, man. I, I you know, I, I have no disagreements there. Um, I, I'm, uh, I'm sort of riding with Loyola. I grew up in Rogers Park. I spent a lot of years on the campus of Loyola up in Rogers Park when I was doing the Hip Hop Project show at WLUW. So that's kind of the team I'm riding with, even though I don't really like college basketball. But I was in the studio today watching the game hanging on every moment you know it is fun like when you have a team to root for in the ncaa tournament whether it's Mm -hmm. a financial rooting interest or just you know a a civic pride interest it is it does take it to a different level so being able to feel something while the tournament's going on like i had a blast in 2018 when loyola made it to the final four that was really exciting and it's something i'd never seen before in my life so yeah man this, this will be fun but uh i'll be rooting for loyola you'll be rooting for illinois and i'll be happy uh regardless because that means Illinois is moving on and I know it's not the level that you want them to reach you what you have title aspirations so I'll be happy for you but I know you won't be happy uh, quite yet so moving on the 108 tournament brackets for Monday we need you guys to come out and support the two matchups here considering uh, that are that are involved with Herb and myself you are facing off against the formidable Alyssa Bergamini and I am facing off against Josh Nelson of Sox Machine. Real tough. Yeah, these are a couple of tough draws here, but you know, you play who's on the schedule, am I right? So how are we how are we handicapping your your matchup with the with Alyssa? How do you think you're gonna do? See the thing is Alyssa works for the station or works for the, the White Sox. She's the in studio or in stadium host for the games and also works at NBC Sports Chicago. I think she does the high school highlights, probably doing it right now. We're taping this on a Friday evening. So she does the high school highlights and we're starting the football season in the spring because of COVID. She has a lot of exposure out there. Very smart, loves the White Sox and has been in the game for a minute. It's going to be tough for me to beat. So I've employed somebody who works the White Sox to help me out, to push me forward. And so on Monday, we'll see. And you'll see exactly who I've employed to help me a little bit more in this 108 tournament and see if this person can get me to the next level. Because, yeah, all I wanted was the next round. And so if I lose to Alyssa, I'll tip my cap and bow gracefully and say, this is what I wanted. But I think that the person that's helping me will take me to the third round. Yeah, I, I think I know who it is, and I, I don't want to talk about it further, but you guys will see it on social media when it happens. But I, I'm, uh, I'm very impressed uh, that you're able to, to secure this 
and I think you'll have no I don't think you needed this I think maybe this is something you could have waited for but I love the irony uh, that it's going to be inflicted on, on Monday but exactly. as, far, as for myself and my matchup with Josh Nelson look Josh Nelson is one of the more respected White Sox people on Twitter um, you know joining forces with the Sox machine like that's 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 a powerful uh, opponent right there but we play who's on the schedule and I'll just say this I went back to Josh's timeline uh, I was trying to dox him and his family. Um, no, um, I, uh, I mean, I, I mean, he moved he, to Bridgeport just so he can get votes here. I mean, uh, yeah, ridiculous. just pandering to the crowd. It's pretty, ridiculous. it's pretty transparent. Um, I was driving down. I went to Grandstand last weekend, and I was like, you know, trying to see where Josh Nelson lived because he's tweeting, you know, photos from his rooftop, and I was like matching it up. I was like, oh, I wonder where Josh lives. Um, but I went through his timeline, and he did not do a lot of self-promotion for himself on Thursday. He didn't really need it that much, but he was able to get out with a pretty convincing victory. Uh, I don't recall who he went up against, but you know, if he goes about that, that, that same process of not tweeting himself and not trying to get votes, he's not going to get the votes. Like I'm going to be out there campaigning. I'm going to be I'm going to be hitting the Twitter streets and trying to get votes because I I care. Like I want to win this thing. Like why why not try to win it if you're in it? Am I right? So I you think have a chance, a real chance. Yeah. So if I, I the like way no Dave, you got a chance. I, the way I feel, man. Like beating Gas Money Bob. I feel it's all house money from here on out. Beating Gas Money Bob was my Super Bowl. I got to, you know, he poured a drink in my honor. I got to hear what his voice sounded like on Twitter, which was amazing. I'd never heard it before. And so I'm playing with house money right now, and I've already I've already won. So don't let me mess around and get to the next round, okay? So I want you guys to show out and support and vote for me against Josh Nelson and vote for Herb against Alyssa, Alyssa Bergamini on Monday. So Like, I'm the math guy, but you had – I think we heard in that clip that we played from the 108 that Beef Loaf said that almost 3,900 people voted for your tournament, and you got 43% of it. Yeah, I can't do the math of there, but that's <laughs> probably the most votes of anybody got in the 108 tournament for a single person. Wow. And this number two would probably be Gas Money Bob. Yeah, which, so, is, which is, again, it's a, it's a flaw in the system. I wish Gas Money Bob were, were, were still in it, but, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, magic happens in March. So taking down a guy for, with barstool ties and a great person like Gas Money Bob, like I feel like I'm going in with the energy like I could win this thing. So uh, Just to, to, to oppose it, like I got, what, Eighteen hundred people voted for our thing, and you got almost twice that many people voting in your tournament, and you almost got half of the votes there. So yeah, yeah. that's the like I won, but you know less people voted for me. Yeah, I, I but I used our platform, and I was really actively trying to get myself out there for votes. So I think also people knew that you were gonna you were gonna wallop, you were gonna you were gonna curb stomp Sean Anderson. I was scared. Like, I was scared initially. I mean, Rob Hart doesn't do a lot. But he's just a consummate good White Sox fan. And he's quiet. He's does his job, puts his head down, doesn't talk all that shit like I do. And Sean Anderson with that videos, man, those were tough. I, I but think- yeah, you went like Gas Money Bob is uh, like, like I was surprised how badly he beat me last year. And see, this is the thing. Like I thought of it only as a barstool thing, you know, like he only got help from the stoolies. But no, the guy by himself. Oh, yeah. His name rings out. Yes. His name rings out too. That's right. He wants his corners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I uh, disrespected you, Gas Money Bob. Your name rings out, man. You did a great job, and you deserve better. 
Absolutely. All right. So vote for us on Monday. We'll tweet out the links when they uh, are revealed to us. And uh, coming up on Monday's show, you're doing a little bit of traveling. So we're, we're going to try to work with some new schedules here. I don't know if you want to tell the people where you guys are going or not. You don't. Yeah, have- no one cares about that. Okay. No one's going to follow me. I'm, we're going to initially Knoxville just to stay overnight. And then we're going to go to Myrtle Beach. I've never been to either South Carolina or Myrtle Beach or North Carolina. And I'm going to raise up and take my shirt off. Okay. Oh, yeah. Twist it around. Was it like twist hel- around my head? Like, yeah. Wave it like a helicopter. Wave it like a helicopter. Yeah. Rest in peace, Petey Pablo. I know he's not dead. <laughs> I was um, gonna say, oh my god, you killed Petey Pablo. By God. <laughs> yeah, and so we're gonna go there. I'm not a beach guy necessarily, but I'm gonna sit on the beach and get darker, blacker. I don't know. So we're gonna be there for like a week and then come back, get a dog, and then come back home. Well, that that sounds like. But a- now we're getting a dog from South Carolina. We're getting a dog from Iowa. Oh, okay. So that'll that'll be fun. So we'll we'll have Monday's show. We'll recap the weekend. Uh, I'll talk about how Evan Marshall tried to get me fired, and uh, we'll open up the mailbag and the voicemails. <laughs> we'll talk about it. So, Jesus. Uh, yeah, locked on socks at gmail dot com. That's all I got tonight, Herbie. We went a little long, but you have uh, the whole you know the weekend to enjoy this episode, and it's it's evergreen with the stuff we're talking about. So we 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 doubled up on you guys tonight. So you're welcome. You're welcome. All right. So that's Chris Tannehill. Follow him, Chris Tannehill on Twitter. Me, Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall23. Our show is at Locked On Sox. 312-566-8727 is the number you call for the voicemail. Leave a voicemail like our guy, Mike Sox Summer. He left a great voicemail. What an awesome voicemail from Mike Sox Summer. Beef Loaf, Cherise E, you can leave them too if you want to. Any guys over there, Sons of Harnacker, we've done a thing. Uncle Pete, leave a voicemail. Let's go. 312 566 Eight seven two seven or old school locked on socks at gmail.com. So for Chris, I almost Hannah, forgot Herb. Have fun at the World's Fair in Knoxville, Tennessee. Is this the World's Fair Visitor Center? Used to be back in 1982. <laughs> You're 14 years too late. But there's another World's Fair coming soon, right? Before Friday. Enjoy yourself. All right. You Rocky have a, Top, Tennessee. Yeah. I'm going to see Peyton Manning down there. Exactly. It'll be so great times. I'll talk to you on Monday. All right, so that's Chris Tannehill. I'm Herb Lawrence. Thank you for joining us on this long, extended, great second round of the 108 tournament. Locked on socks.